What's good, everybody? Back again. Another episode of Pops Wisdom Podcast. This is episode 68. Um, this one's probably going to be a longer one. Um, since it is May 1st today as I'm recording this, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month, I figure I'd... Um, speak on a topic that is sadly near and dear to my heart and I hate to say it even like that Um, I know of it all too well this episode is going to be about as they call it on YouTube self-deletion Otherwise, colloquially known as suicide. Where do we even start, right? I'm going to start with this. And I'm going to probably end with it too. Um, if you're thinking about it. And, and you're feeling alone. Um. Don't, don't do it. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. And like I said, I'll probably repeat it again at the end. So, I guess we'll start with some stats before we get into story time. According to save.org, which is the Suicide Awareness Voices of Education website, in the year 2020, 45,979 Americans died by suicide. Uh, Suicide is the 12th leading cause of death in in the United States. Every day, approximately 125 Americans die by suicide. And there is one suicide death in the United States every 11, 11 and a half minutes. Suicide is the third leading cause of death for 15 to 24-year-old Americans. Um, There is one suicide death for every 25 suicide attempts. And there are approximately 1,149,475 annual attempts in the U.S. Or one attempt every 27 and a half seconds. And since this is a men's podcast, primarily focused at giving other men the wisdom from older men and passing that along, um, the highest rates per 100,000 people in the United States 
are among white males, which is 25.4%, followed by Native American and Alaskan Natives at 14.6%, and Black males at 12.6%. This... That, that that number and ratio really really hits home um, we'll look at it like this more data from the same place one male dies by suicide every 14.4 minutes in the United States there are 3.9 male male deaths by suicide for each female death by suicide and firearms are the most common among used among males and females there are three female attempts for each male attempt poisoning is most common method of suicide for females a song that has become very near and dear to me it's helped me through some long days rough days dark days really really rough days it's a song by Big Sean called Deep Reverence it's Big Sean and um, Nipsey House and one of the things Big Sean says in his verse, and I'm going to read it, clearly not in his cadence, but part of, part of his second verse, he says, in high school, I learned chemistry, biology, but not how to cope with anxiety or how I can feel like I'm by myself on an island with depression on all sides of me, with a Glock 17 right on the side of me. Look, I ain't had that thought of suicide in me. Oh, look, I ain't think I had that thought of suicide in me until life showed me all these different sides of me. Too many times I thought the reaper was outside for me. And how is it people that never met me hate me? I wonder if they understand that I meditate daily and feel like my life purpose is to give inspiration Despite the hit songs, there's just no escaping. That I take care of my family and beat the odds that were deadly. That verse really speaks to me. Over the last eight months, I've been going through a whole lot. And it was a very, very dark spiral downward. I hit rock bottom three times. I'll get into that in a minute. 
But as I'm coming through the other side, I realized that I was carrying a huge weight, a decade's worth of weight on my shoulders that just kept getting added more and more and more as the days, weeks, months, years went on. And as a man, you're just expected to carry the load. Nobody thinks twice about it. Nobody cares about it. It's your burden, you know. You can't really talk to people about it. I mean, especially coming from the community I come from, you don't go to therapy, which I have now, but that was, you look like you were crazy if you went to therapy. And I got a double on top of that because military family people in the military don't go see the head shrinker right you could look that funny black people definitely don't go to the therapist until recently yeah it's the old adage ain't nothing wrong with you you'll be fine no keep moving ain't that bad until it gets that bad and you find yourself in a place where you're self-destructive and you stop caring and you stop thinking people care at all there's no worse feeling than being surrounded by people and feeling completely alone and if you know what that feels like you definitely understand where I was there was certain things that I had let go for too long and instead of dealing with the head on I just sat back and kind of thought eh, it'll work itself out but that's not how things work there were other things that I had brought up and mentioned and talked about until I was blue in the face and nothing would change no matter how much I talked about it no matter how much I pleaded asked nothing would change and I realize now I had to go through everything I went through to come out on the other side where I to be where I am now be in the headspace I am now I had to go through all that pain to become greater on the other side now I know I'm being vague but it's a lot of stuff some of it I'm still trying to process myself there are days where I would be driving home at the end of the night on the way home from work and I would just think I could just make a hard right 
go off this bridge, hit the river, and that'd be it. And sadly, there was more days that I thought that than I didn't. It's only when you realize that you aren't alone in it that more you know end up knowing more guys that have had those thoughts than haven't and you start to wonder why that is and then you realize that as a as a man uh, nobody really really cares what you're going through not even other guys a lot of times and usually other guys you know your, your tight knit group your wolf pack that's who you can talk to about those things God knows my little brother has heard everything and I laid a lot on him spaced out of course because he's got his own things he's going through in his life so I didn't want to burden overburden him with his, with my stuff I was dealing with but there's only a couple people that actually know everything that I went through. Actually, there's only one, and that's this my little brother. Everybody else has bits and pieces. They have the amount that I figured they could handle without them crumbling under the weight. Honestly, it's a miracle I'm actually here recording this right now. I mentioned that I hit rock bottom three times. And each of those three times was the closest I've ever been to just saying forget it and leaving this place behind. And honestly, the only reason that it didn't happen is because of my hero, um, my daughter. She's my hero. She's kept me alive. There was one, one of the three times that got really bad. I was I had become very self-destructive like I just stopped caring at all um I got to the point my mom wasn't really talking to me anymore she would speak but it wasn't yeah I could tell she was upset with me but she really wasn't understanding what I was going through and I really didn't tell her what I was going through because I didn't want to burden her anymore 
than the burden she already has, right? So she didn't really know what I was going through. And she was really upset with me and just... She had stopped talking to me for a little bit. And when she would talk to me, it would be more of like a um, scolding. It's the best way to say it. Which is not what I needed at the time. Um, me and my wife had fallen out. We were on bad terms. Um, it just felt like everything it, that I worked hard to create fell apart. And then nobody really appreciated the amount of work that I put in every day making sure everybody is taken care of. There was, as the song title goes, no deep reverence at all. I mean, it was it was a lot to carry. Um From when Pops passed in 2018, every now and then I still see him taking his last breath. Still pops in my head to this day. And at that moment, there was no mourning for me. Everybody else got to cry and mourn. Uh, I had to pick up the mantle at that point and run with it. I mean, immediately afterwards, I had to walk out of the room. I had to call my brother and let him know what happened. I had to call one of my best friends, let him know what happened, because they had just came to see Pops uh, a couple weeks prior, or a week before, actually. Let him know what happened. I had to console everybody else. I had to make sure everything was getting done. There was no time. It went straight into autopilot, I guess you could say. Um, work never stopped, you know. Um, COVID became a thing. Like, it, it just one thing after another. And nobody really notices that. It's just expected. So here I am carrying all this load that I'm expected to carry. Nobody ever asks. Nobody ever says anything. I'll add to that, I'm still carrying a load from 2015 when we lost our child, first child at 20 weeks, the day we were supposed to know what we were having. Didn't really get to grieve that either. Just had to shoulder that weight, carry it, kind of push it to the back of my mind. 
all that load and then add to it my workload working 10 hours a day 4 or 5 days a week still trying to keep working out and keep everything else going I don't know how I did it and then one day when I one of those three times I was sitting there looking at my pistol and looking at my shotgun trying to figure out which one would make the least amount of mess for people to clean up and which one would hurt the least if I failed And now I saw my daughter's face just pop up in front of my eyes and I decided at that point I couldn't do that. I couldn't be so selfish as to take myself away from her when she needs me the most. And then in talking with friends of mine I realized that or friends and family but my friends are my family so I wasn't alone not even in my group of guys that I run with not family members it, nobody really understands what men go through because nobody really listens usually people don't care a lot of times and even if you tell them they can't really handle what's going on they just tell you it'll be alright you know you're strong you're a man get over it you'll be good until you're not I don't know this guy personally, but he is a friend of a family member. And he made an attempt. He failed. But he did a lot of damage to himself. I spoke to another person really close to me. And he talked about how he had the pistol in his mouth and he, for some reason, decided not to. It's not something I'm proud of, but it's something I understand. When the weight of the world is on your shoulders and there's nobody else to turn to and you feel like you're on an island completely alone even when you're surrounded by people. When you don't feel appreciated. When what you do is not reciprocated. When you're doing the best you can and people ask for more as though you aren't doing your best that you can do already. And all you can do is grin and bear it and 
try to crack a smile and nod. Or you look and go, I'm all right. You're not all right. You're carrying around a load that most people don't even understand. You're not all right. I wasn't all right either. I'm still not all right a lot of times. Better than I was, still not the best. When you spend your life trying to be a good person, and there's days you realize being a good person isn't rewarded while you're living. You're only rewarded for being a good person after you're gone. And sometimes you think, well, if I'm only going to get rewarded for being a good person after I'm gone, then what's the point of being here? Yes, that is a thought that I've had. No, that doesn't mean I need to be on suicide watch. I already told you. Biggest reason I'm still here is because my child is here. And she keeps me going. nights ago I was I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning for no reason just up and then I started having flashbacks of those three times over the last eight months that just was seriously going to end it And then later in the day, later that morning when I was getting ready to work out. Now, mind you, when I had those three visions, I lost that, like, broke down completely. Picked myself back up. Later in that morning, I was getting ready to work out and I had sent one of my best friends a meme knowing exactly how he was going to reply to it and he replied to it exactly the way I knew he would same exact words I knew he was going to say I was like you said exactly what I thought you would say and he said well you know brother I love you and I was like you have no idea how much I need to hear that that point lost it broke down again then here comes my daughter daddy let's have a dance party okay I'll put some music on we're having a dance party in the kitchen, dancing music. And I start losing again, so I don't slip away for a minute, gather myself together. And then at the end of my workout, it happened again. And then at work, it took everything in me to hold myself together for those eight and a half hours I was there. I did it. I realized what that was. 
that was me letting go of all that pain and hurt that I had gone through but I had to acknowledge it all first in that 24 hour period so yes I'm much better than I was but no I ain't perfect and I don't know who it is and I don't even want to meet that person I say all that to say if you're contemplating ending it all don't do it you're not alone you're not as alone as you think you are and as Tom Hanks said this too shall pass right remember the national suicide prevention hotline number is 1-800-273-8255 again that's 1-800-273-8255 call it please before you do something that you can't come back from and as always you can follow me on Twitter at Wisdom Pops, Instagram at Pops Wisdom, and email popswisdom68 at gmail.com. Please remember to like and share as always. And like every episode. Peace. Talk to you in the next one.